It's November 5th, 2018, and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas? All over my work. Oh. But I'm not sure that they know that it's 51 days away, and it's driving me crazy. Would you like to get a Christmas tree? No. I spent all day putting up Christmas decorations and Christmas trees and, and Christmas <sighs> signs and Christmas tags. Uh, and, and it's November 5th. Why am I? Why do I have to do this? I mean, I know this must be the most mundane thing because literally every year you, you hear that it starts sooner. But I mean, honestly, <laughs> this is pretty early. Like what? Are people buying Christmas decorations now? Are they like excited yeah. to buy the decorations? The first person to ask me where our Christmas section was, guess how long ago it was? No, please. Three please, weeks. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Three weeks ago, someone was like, "Where's your Christmas?" And not like, not like, mm -hmm. "Oh, when's your Christmas section?" Like, like surprised. Like, "Where's, where's your Christmas, Christmas section?" section? Uh, and only has gotten more frequent since then. That's not healthy. But you know what, Nick? I really uh, don't. I I went into this day. Uh, really sort of full of, of thoughts and schemes and anxiety about uh, Subterfuge, right? Mm -hmm. A game that we'll talk about. A game about uh, screwing over your friends and being angry at them. Yes. For weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and I had all this resentment built up. And then somehow at the end of a day of eight hours of setting up Christmas decorations, I was filled with the Christmas spirit, you know? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Christmas spirit is really about about giving and loving and understanding. And so in the true spirit of Christmas, Nick, I just wanted to say, fuck you. I hate you so goddamn much. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm going to open a can of uh, ice cold Burks and pour one out for you here. Oh, there's a lot of carbonation in here. This is going to take me a while to pour into a glass. There's some good foley. That carbonation sounds great. Oh, hold on. Here. Let me uh, lower my Discord threshold for you, because all the listeners got to hear all those great bubbles. Oh, it's coming back. But here, I got like half of it left to pour. Let me decrease this threshold. Okay. Nick, how would you describe subterfuge? I would describe subterfuge as... Oh, just one more moment. Oh, there's probably little specks of... Uh, of soda all over the microphone now but it was worth it okay i'm gonna have to take a sip here too you know that's fair <sighs> wet my whistle as i prepare to tell you a tale what if so phone games right they're they're fine some people right, like but them. some people play them a lot mm -hmm. um what if they made here not even phone games just generally what if they made a game that was all the fun of risk, right? And also mm -hmm. um, with the, the Mafia game. Mafia. That one like mm. they played in the BTS house a lot. Sure. And there was sure. lots and lots of clips of like Nahaz losing his shit and just screaming and you know, having to remove himself from the game. What if they just combined all of that and then so put like it on your phone? Okay, so it's like uh like a intense strategy combined with like 
stressful social dynamics but what on if your phone it, it over the course also... of like three or four hours. Yeah. No, well, what if it was 24 times slower than a game of Risk? Like 30, 40, 50 times slower than a game of Risk. Just like every movement. What if like a small tactical movement took 12 hours? And so over the course of like a week or so, you and five or six of your friends have all those, you know, social pressures of risk of mafia. And what if it was a free-to-play game and they expected you to make in-app purchases somehow and that was their business model? Uh, I will note that you can just spend $10 and then never have to make any in-app purchases. But I, I don't actually know what you can buy also. It was like you can schedule things in advance, I think. More? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you pay, so you can pay like $5 to do it to a certain extent, I don't know, and then you can pay $10 and just never worry about any of it ever again. I see. Um, Which you also have to do in order to create a private game, so I have that, because I was the host uh, of our private game. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because, um, hmm. so it is like Risk in that there are territories on a map, and you can move, mm-hmm. and you have armies, right? Certain spots generate armies. Certain spots give you basically supply, so they increase your max population count. And then you can move these armies from place to place, and then you can attack other people's places. And then the goal, you can build mines that mine you Neptunium. Neptunium. Basically, you can create, you can spend a bunch of armies, and you create one of these mines, and these mines generate Neptunium, Neptunium based on how many places you have, right? So you want to have the most places and you want to put mines on them and you want to defend your places so that you generate up, um, 200 Neptunium. And that is how you win the game, the first person to 200. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's a there's another victory condition. You can make it so that <laughs> someone has to conquer every single territory. Yeah. Um, there is currently a game, not that I've played, but I've seen screenshots that people share every now and then, of a game that was set to that mode that has been going for two years. I would uh, shut down as a person emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, some some other allegedly. It really feels like it must be the closest any human can come without actually like getting in a war to feel feeling what it was like in the trenches of world war one where it's just like every day you get up you do your daily routine of warfare and don't expect anything to ever change and you don't expect any sort of pleasure or any any good feelings really no lasting good feelings it's all bad so me six and then four four yeah four other online friends i think one of us suggested not me. It was probably you. Suggested that we play this game. Yeah, it was right. And we we're like, "Oh, that's great." And so we started. You said it to anonymous, so we didn't know who anybody was. Like in Risk, there's colors, so mm-hmm. we all had colors. And the first like two days of the game was a lot of uncertainty and weird role playing and people trying to fool each other into who they actually were despite the fact that it probably didn't matter well and also um so here's i'm gonna like since since this game is probably ending soon one way or another (laughs) um i feel like a lot of our cards are on the table and i'm willing Mm -hmm. to talk pretty candidly about things oh me too i knew who everyone was within an hour yeah i see because there's a way to figure it out um 
I there's there's a little icon that tells you like sort of gives you updates on like big events that have happened in the game. At the very beginning, it tells you like at what order every color joined, and I knew based on that who everyone was. I was like, oh, first yeah. person is me because I made the game, and then I knew Alan joined second, and I knew Jen joined third, and like and just sort of so on. And I yeah. just figured everyone out immediately. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think anybody else knew that or knew that they could deduce everybody from that. We knew we could right pick you know orange out because they joined last. But like I I I pretended to be six for a while and I fooled some people like maybe two people two or three for like you know various amounts of time or just mm-hmm. I think there was at least a seed of uncertainty. Definitely of confusion. Confu- yeah, not like, oh, is this person six? No, but, you know. But why would you say that? Something in the back of their mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was. And then I think, you know, it was the second day. You're like, okay, guys, listen, this is who everybody is in case you haven't figured it out. Just so there's no uncertainty and we can stop with this. Because it, yeah. uh, it was getting to the, the mafianess of it. It's just like being, it's just trying to lie to your friends as hard as you can or confuse your friends as hard as you can for and the, for the thing game. Is, yeah. yeah, the thing is there are lots of plays that I, there was a, there were moments where it was like, you know what, I really have to step it back because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of our friends join the game not fully understanding just how scummy this game is. Yeah. I know, I've heard lots of stories. I knew exactly what I was in for. Um, and so there are a bunch of plays that I had lined up that I ended up walking back because I realized they were too brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But like early on, like I'll tell you this one, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point where we did, like we worked out a deal where we were gifting each other soldiers to prevent a fight. Yeah. Um, you can, like, it, when you set something to do to be a gift, actually, there are a lot of actions that work this way, but it's like you have 10 minutes to cancel it. Yeah. Um, and you can, if you're willing to spend the time to be a complete piece of shit, you can just sit there and wait nine minutes and cancel and renew it over and over and over to keep it pending all the way there. What? I didn't, I didn't think Uh about that. That would be a very, that would be hard. But, but I was hardcore. doing it to you, and then I was like, "This really? is too mean. I gotta, di- I gotta dial it back." Because oh <laughs> I waited until I saw that yours was showed up as the gift thing. It shows up uh-huh. as like a present on the map, and I was like, yeah, "Okay, so now it'll... I'll do it." Because I thought you might just yeah. not do it. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I could go over the mechanics, but yeah, I mean, and there's a way to tell tell if someone's doing this. I can explain it later. Yeah. We can get in deeper. But um, yeah, no, I totally got close to, and I was like, "That's." That's a little too rough for day, like, one of this game. That's a little too rough. I also had a moment where I ended up walking it back because um, I was talking to, uh, since I knew who everyone was, I talked to our friend Jen in the game Mm -hmm. and basically was like, okay, like, listen, here's here's the deal. And I gave her, I was like, don't, my color is beige. And I was like, don't call me beige. If you're talking to other people who are in the loop, Call me Cassandra. That's how you know that they're cool and they're on the inside, right? And and we were talking for a while. And then, like, I don't know, like, three or four hours later, I was, like, I messaged her on Slack. And I was, like, hey, who do you think I am 
in the game. And she said, Cassandra. And I said, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. I mean, in subterfuge. And oh she was like, now I have my answer. Oh, and my the, God. And I took, gave it about 30 minutes. And I was like, that's too mean. I have to tell her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was really playing brutal. I, I, re- I think I fooled Olive and maybe Navy for a while that I might have been you. Mm-hmm. Because I was talking about, like, oh, I wonder if, you know, Beige is Nick. And she's like, he's trying to be really scheming. Like, you know, this bastard trying to just fuck with us. And then, like, and then, but I was like, haha, it doesn't really matter, though. And they're like, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter, but it's still fun to, to guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> it was so, just, it was, you know, yeah. it was the mafia part. It was just dirty. For, the, for, so, okay. To what end? <laughs> I feel like I feel like there are like I I think we'll probably end up doing a podcast made in bits and pieces with the people who are in this game just mm-hmm. talking about it because it's been really let's say interesting mm-hmm. um but like I feel like as far as you and me the narrative we should be talking about is yeah. um so early on I convinced everyone you were the bad guy yes <laughs> um honestly base I don't even remember why <laughs> Because there was some, I figured you were just gonna try to target me because, like, a good strategy in this game is just to knock out somebody. Like, yeah, if, if five people have turn on energy. one person, what are they gonna do? It's over, right? But I had to. Pick, oh, I remember now. I remember now. So, like, I basically it was like, okay, I need one person I absolutely am, am allies with and trust, mm-hmm. and I need one person who is the enemy. And I didn't really care who those people were. Yep. And so at the very beginning of the game in public chat, everyone was like, good luck, good luck. And you were like, I don't really need it, but thanks. And I was like, you're on the list. And that was it. <laughs> From that moment on, you were the target yep. based on that. Um, and I knew it was bullshit. I just needed an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sent a message in public chat that was Rot13. Are you familiar with Rot13? No um it stands for rotate 13 it's sort of like a a common like ciphering method uh Uh, people use it to cover spoilers often Mm -hmm. um so i sent a message in rot 13 basically saying like hey if you could read this contact me and sky was the first person to contact me so i was like okay well we're ride or die allies now (laughs) um really everything was based on such bullshit um wow but yeah i i I managed to talk everyone into thinking you were the bad guy Mm mm-hmm and uh mostly put off like trying to actually destroy you until two different times one was like two days ago or something and one was this morning and i i I think i have to hear from your perspective how this went the way it went (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so the first time basically there is one territory right next to my mine which is an important thing you have to defend that six controls right and he has a bunch of armies there. And you had a bunch more on the way. And I think that was it at that point. You didn't have a lot of specialists. You had one. Oh, there's also special units that like just add random mechanics. Like maybe they move faster. Maybe they turn your attacking armies around. Maybe, maybe they... they foil my plans over and over and over. So these territories, right? They have shields that like generate over time which basically just like soak up attacking people right so like my base had 10 shield right it was just like a weak place it had 10 shield and so it would absorb 10 of six's armies but right next to it was my queen piece which adds 20 shields right 
Okay. Mm. So I, I was going to move my queen to this place that you were attacking. And then I well, also... Well, okay. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you moved your queen there because mm-hmm. you basically like I hadn't done the attack yet, but you could smell it. That's right. right? Yeah, I was trying to to bolster uh, my defenses, and it was like, okay, that's no problem. Your shields take like so long to recharge. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to send wave after wave after wave of little guys at you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send like seven waves of like twenty guys. Yep, and I only have and like, it's maybe like forty drillers there. Right, so like the first attack would would like the first two attacks would knock out your shields and kill some people, and then everything after would just go straight on. And you, well, I was like, and you were going done. to you demolish got no me, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so your queen piece, and it it adds twenty. Yeah, it actually it just adds twenty to the max shields, right? So now this place had mm-hmm. thirty maximum shields, but it only actually had ten generated, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then. Like once a day or twice a day, you can hire specialists. It's like you spawn a new special unit that has those special properties. And there was one in particular called uh, the Inspector, which it's here. Let me read. Fully charges the shields of a friendly outpost upon arrival and after every combat while he's present. So basically, I had these eight little like needles coming towards me. And they were all going to bounce off my shields because I had 30, right? And you had sent like seven 20-unit mm-hmm. boats. And so oh. you were just going to bounce off my shields constantly because you'd subtract 20. And then I'd immediately regenerate it because of that combo. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's important to, to note, like, so first of all... Um, you say sub. You say like bounce off. Oh, what you actually mean is evaporate. <laughs> um, Slurp. Because when 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 shield hits soldier, it's death on a one to one scale. Yeah. One shield murders one soldier. <laughs> um, and with all of my attacks being under thirty, none of them would do a single point of actual damage. <laughs> They'd all just evaporate. And yeah. what's more. After a certain point, after 10 minutes after you've launched something, you can't recall it anymore. And these trips take, like, like the trip from my closest base to your mine is 15 hours. Yep, and you had ones coming from farther away, too. There was, like, probably a mm-hmm. day. And so for, like, basically a day afterwards, it was a little shorter than that, you realized that you were going to accomplish nothing and you were going to waste 90 like 96 or something of your units, mm-hmm. right? And, okay, so to be honest, that wasn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. I am, I, I, things are shifting right now, but at most times I've either been the strongest or the second strongest player in the game. Mm-hmm. My economy is incredible. I can, I can put out 90 again in 12 hours, right? Yeah. That's fine. Um, but, like, I don't like waste. <laughs> And I was like, okay, so I have, yeah, I believe it was a total of 93 soldiers. And I was like, if I lose them, I can get them back. That's okay. But, like, I really would hate for them to just die for nothing and achieve literally nothing. Yep. So I was like, hey, Nick, <laughs> I know we've been at each other's throats this whole time, but let's make a deal. This is a mutually beneficial deal. I am going to do one of the things you can do, which is I can send forces that are on the way into gifts you can do this at any time you can say i'm going to turn these men this army instead of being an attacking army into a present for you and when you arrive you they will you will get that many men i'm like all i'm asking is you attack sky 
because Sky is also your enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, here, I'll give you free units to attack, attack? both yeah. of our rival. And I said, yeah. And I, you know, I agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did, didn't you? So it's time to step back in, into uh, into my thought process here. So from the beginning, I recognized, well, I logically recognized what this game was. It's a worse risk, a worse a worse risk, goodness, that's strange to say, and it has that Mafia element, which means basically you could win, just like in Mafia, you might win by just making yourself miserable and like trying to talk and manipulate everybody. I was just Hi. not going to do it. <laughs> after, you know, I was having fun trying to convince people I was six, but after that, I, I just decided I wasn't going to play that part of the game, and so I have made one ally... And basically with everybody else, like, I'll say, like, hey, I'm sending 30 units to your place. I will take over your place. If you don't want to lose, if you don't want me to, like, keep coming after you, give me this thing. Or, like, hey, you're sending those units to me. I will do this thing for you. Will you gift those to me? And if they did, great. And if they didn't, fine, right? Mm-hmm. That's been my my whole idea. So Alan Sky has been my ally from day one, and we've been trying to play you the whole time. And when you got rid of everybody's anonymity, even though I'm pretty sure most people knew, but like I think some people were still unsure about it, the identities of a few people. We were mm-hmm. gonna try to screw you over royally, but now, like you know, over the past few days, we've just kind of tried to temper you know your movements basically and so i you know i figured that alan was in on your your big uh big alliance there at the beginning and he Mm -hmm. was your biggest ally but i'm pretty sure he's he's not lying to me and i'm pretty sure he's also trying to screw you over and he's just waiting for the right moment if he hasn't yet because me and him share a big border and we just do not defend it at all (laughs) I mean, like, so this is, I mean, this is a case of like, like my word against yours, right? Mm-hmm. And neither of us know if our word is right because it depends on a third party. <laughs> um, but like, as far as I'm concerned, Alan and I have been pretty much together from the beginning with the understanding that when it gets down to three people, we will turn on each other. Yeah. Um, it to, yeah. Because, yeah. And also because like, I mean, so we could get down to two people, but at that point, the battle will be decided. Whoever has the bigger army will yeah. win. Yeah. Um, so you need to make it down to three people so that there can be a third party that both of you can try and manipulate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, feel like I know Alan is playing, playing me, you, you know, to an extent because he's like, oh, I really need a factory or I really need a power plant, Nick. Mm-hmm. Can you please give me this power plant? You know, I'm being attacked from everywhere. And I know that he's just bullshitting me, but it's not worth defending the power plant or telling him no, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but the other thing to consider, Nick, and I, I feel like this supports my side, is that Alan has never asked me to give them anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas the same cannot be said between your relationship. Well, that that was one thing. He's also gifted me a lot of stuff from mm-hmm. our, our unprotected border. Like, he could be taking a lot more. I feel like he's either letting his opportunity go, or he has let it go, rather, because now I have a bunch more stuff around that border. Or... Or he might just be kind of wishy-washy on both of us, mm, which is yeah. probably closer to the truth. But yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. In any case, so that attack failed. 
Um, and I was like, boy, that combo really is bullshit, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and well, then, new uh, plan. I noticed slowly in the same spot, Six just keeps sending more units, and you keep generating more units, and I know what's coming. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, no, I, like... I had I stopped like a day or two ago. I stopped like pretending I had things to hide. Like mm-hmm. I've been pretty transparent as as to what I'm going for. So I was like, okay, here's the new plan. The new plan is I'm going to send a couple of waves of attacks. All of them. The first wave will include an assassin, which is a specialist that when they arrive, they just murder every other specialist there. Yeah. It's like okay, perfect. Kill the inspector kill the queen i'm i'm guessing that you're going to move them out of the way and the inspect that they'll actually survive yeah but like that's fine then they'll have cleared out and my invasion force can land no problem um and i i scheduled them so that they would launch about two minutes apart so there was basically no way that you could like like take them somewhere else and then send them back you would not have time yeah um and just as last time you got an inspector right when you needed it this time you got a new specialist exactly when you needed it. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the martyr, which is basically just a, a suicide bomber. Like mm-hmm. it just blows everything up, including your own place. So uh, you could send this martyr on a sub, and it would go and it would meet your subs, and it would blow only your subs up because I would have had time to send it, and then it would have gotten clear of my like place my territory and you would have lost anything you threw at me <laughs> mm-hmm. fortunately i noticed this in time mm-hmm. and I, I i pulled back and i created a wider gap and sort of diversified my attack mm-hmm. but then that takes away the initial strength of my attack which was that there was no window for you to do anything yes um and <laughs> just before we started recording there's a another level. So you put two specialists on a sub towards my main mine thing, right? One mm-hmm. was that specialist that kills every other specialist, which is, you know, very good situationally. And then the other one is uh, like the saboteur or whatever. And it mm-hmm. it says that it basically turns around any sub that it meets, right? So if you attack this thing, it is just going to send it right back, right? right. So it's not going to reach is, its destination. And there is a... There is, like, an order of operations. Like, they say they're priority. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy is priority six. So if it were to meet your martyr, the martyr is priority one. The martyr would go off first. Yes. So I knew I couldn't stop that. But, but I would have had to burn it, right? Right. And so you, you would still have all your armies. But then I... Just to see, like, in this game, you can fast-forward the clock to see what would theoretically happen, right? So you sent these two specialists on a sub with zero men. And I had a bunch of armies to spare. So I was like, what if I just counterattack? What, what actually happens when this saboteur specialist turns your sub, your attacking sub around? And so I, I put like one sub towards your thing and I fast forwarded the clock. And sure enough, you turn my sub around, but I had captured your specialists. So you weren't actually going to kill any of the specialists at my base. So the description is actually a little misleading, and it should say, is entirely worthless. Why did you buy this? <laughs> yep. Uh, it literally says, redirects enemy sub to its owner's nearest outpost when participating in sub-to-sub combat. But, which is like, but the combat none of still those happens. words are wrong. Right, none of those words are wrong, but the way mm-hmm. they're strung together is incorrect. Because That's if, not what that unit does. Yeah, like, if, you, the, if the numbers... 
if I win by the numbers, right? I have 10 men, you have five men on that sub. Sure, you'll turn around my sub, but my sub will have five men left because you know you killed five, I killed the rest of yours, and I will have captured your specialists, which means they don't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't actually help you. No, it's a, just a useless... I mean, like, I can understand the use case for it, which is, like, your enemy has already launched a big force, and yeah. you just need them to turn around. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's such a narrow use case. It's not the pressure you were going plan. for at all. Yep. No. Um, and so, um, I mean, I'm sure you've looked at what you have available as your next hire, right? Mm-hmm. And so I can go ahead and spoil that the next hire options you have, you have the double agent who will... Um, when sub-to-sub combat happens, actually does interrupt the combat, which the saboteur doesn't, uh, kills every single soldier, and then switches the specialists. Yep. So that will bail your ass out once again. Yep. <laughs> um, at this point, if this happens one more time, I'm just going to resign from the game, because I'm <laughs> sick of fighting a PA that dodges every hit and crits with every one of theirs. This basically, is bullshit. Basically... <laughs> I was, I, you have to, I feel like you have to respect the level of so- psychological and social manipulation I have done to set you at the center of this web of death, and I just get RNG fucked over and over. Yep, like, I have no real plan, like, I have over a hundred units there, so, like, I'm pretty safe, but y- with specialists, you could screw everything up, and I expected mm-hmm. you to, and then I just kept managing to find ways not to because like i also have this like super speedy unit there that makes whatever like your subs how you send units make it go like three times as fast so i can Mm -hmm. like in the time that your various attacks are coming in i can just zoom my specialists in and out which like recharges the shields like moves around a bunch of units really quickly and so it just kept kind of working out and i wasn't too worried but then, like, I don't have to be worried at all, and I won't actually lose anything. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And the rest of my board is, like, I'm attacking other people. It, like, it, it strangely seems like I'm not in the spotlight for other people right now. Maybe, like, I started aggressing later. Like, I did initially kind of try to secure some territories, but I ended up being... Like, I think dead last in terms of the number of places I had, but now I've kind of slowly kept trickling away at things. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of places now. And, like, a lot of borders that could be being attacked, but they aren't. But, yeah, the game is just miserable. <laughs> I think all of us are much more miserable for playing this game. Yeah, it's... I... I until today... I was like, when you, when you got that first lucky break with the inspector, I was like, boy, that's a motherfucker. But all right, I guess that's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with the ones you've gotten today, I just feel really beat down. <laughs> yeah, just these specialists fair. are so powerful. It's like, what if you, okay, everybody play Risk, but then you also have to draw a card from um, uh, Candyland at the end of every turn. <laughs> And do you want to know what options I have this turn for my hires? I do. I have the intelligence officer that's going to boost my sonar range. I don't need that because everyone tells me what everything is anyway. I can see the entire board because everyone just tells me. Um, I could get the sentry, which is like... A turret. Yeah, like a turret that only attacks like 
enemy subs that are approaching a specific place, and that's completely irrelevant to my situation. Yeah. Or I could get the thief who converts 15% of, of enemies to your side if they survive, which they would not. <laughs> like, and this has been my last, like, four turns I've had hires that have been fucking worthless and you're getting this gold well there's also so one of my options is uh the princess which is like a second life like if Mm -hmm. you lose your queen in this game you're done like you you've lost and so if somebody captures a territory that has your queen in it you know you've lost but then there's you have this random chance every you know twice a day or whatever when your queen can generate a unit to just make a backup queen. The princess is like a backup queen. If your queen dies, the princess becomes the queen. Right. It's just like a second life you can stash somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm about to have one of those that I earned through blood, sweat, and tears because <laughs> I managed to capture an enemy queen and then turning them into one of my princesses. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not fun. <laughs> None of this was... for me is fun. It was fun. I don't know. I feel like, honestly, Nick, I feel like the fun part is, like, talking people into doing stuff. And if you're not having fun, it's because you don't talk anyone. Into, you just sort of, like... Well, because I knew, like, you. it's all, like, random. It's the mafia thing. Like, it's all random, kind of. And, like, you can manipulate people better or worse. But then, like, how much will that do and like the effort you have to put into that versus maybe nothing will happen they can just decide not to like people are fickle right and they're trying to screw you over anyways and so i knew you know i could try to get a good deal or something but everybody's trying to get a good deal and what am i actually going to do for this effort and do i feel like trying to talk people into doing shit i just did not i'm like you know what i'm just going to play risk instead of mafia hmm that's fair. That's fair. I had a lot of fun talking to people. That was mm-hmm. the, that's like the beginning my enjoyment was fun of the when game. We were for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think um, like there is discussion about doing it again. I would understand if you didn't want to play again. Um, I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Alan will either because Alan just seems so stressed out by all of this. Yeah, we talked about. It. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, um, but some of us like, will play know. again. Yeah, and I think when we do, we'll do a better job of like making it so that you can't find out who's who yeah i've got some ideas um but also just i don't know i uh, honestly it was a mistake to do a ride or die with alan not because but just because it makes it like i feel like it upsets the social dynamics to have someone that you will not betray but like maybe you will (laughs) i mean i won't I've I've like I've talked to uh, Alan on voice enough mm-hmm. times that if I were to turn on Alan in this game, it would genuinely hurt our friendship. Really, I feel yes. like that's like your dynamic. You know, the Garnet Wager is all about you know screwing each other over. Basically, I feel like it would be perfect. Maybe I'm just thinking me and you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's different because you don't like every night we get together and we have a war count council on Discord. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like. At this point, I had to work really, really hard to convince Alan I wasn't screwing them. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's why I felt like not playing. Like, you could do that, but then it's better mm-hmm. and you will, like, win the game more likely if you just, you know, screw them over at the first good chance. <laughs> and it's like, I know everybody's trying to do that, but, like, I don't feel like it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm still... It, unless I end up retiring because I'm sick of your RNG, I'm still going to win the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're going to win, but... Yeah. Um, but, you know, in a way, isn't that just making us all lose? Can I... Okay, can I say something? This podcast isn't going to go out for a couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. Can I say something and, like, absolutely you promise this won't leave this podcast? Sure. Because I'm only saying this because I want to entertain the listeners. I okay. don't think it's fair if we use this as tactical information, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm about to will... build a third mine. Okay. And that'll end the game. Yeah, well, the thing that you, like, have... So orange is gone, right? And I think... Yes. Did you absorb all of orange? Like, did orange gift all of her stuff to you? Uh, some of it. Um, because okay, I saw orange. Orange. Orange did that in respect for the way. So, I, I don't want to get into this too much. We should talk about Dota at some point. Um, but what I did with Orange is I went to Orange and I was like, "Hey, I've got this great plan where we can cause a lot of chaos and it'll be really fun. How about you attack Sky and I'll have your back?" Mm-hmm. And uh, spoilers: I did not have Sky's back. Yes. In fact, I stabbed Sky's back. Um. And out of respect for how shitty that was, they gifted me some stuff. <laughs> yep. I just suddenly, like, you know, I saw orange disappear and beige. Beige is everywhere and six is beige. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, boy, yeah. And because the more territories you have, the more efficient your existing mines are. So yeah. mm-hmm. I consider just taking the 90 units you gave me. Oh, yeah. Which was I was, I was supposed to attack Alan with, which mm-hmm. I, I never had any intention of doing. Yeah, I no, I figured I I pretty quickly like at, like five minutes after they arrived, I was like, oh okay, <laughs> I yeah. get it. <laughs> I had no reason to comply, so I was I had no intentions. I could have just built like another mine there too. I was considering yeah. doing that, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel it's like you've been better served by the way you did use them, which was to attack Navy. Yeah, so. yeah, because Navy is on on the way out. Navy was like positioned to take over the game. Yeah, I was afraid, and, but um, but then you so suddenly, bizarrely, you suddenly had ninety <laughs> more soldiers, and that problem. <laughs> I, I said, "Go east, young soldiers." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Also, gosh, can I say, the way this map works, it scrolls infinitely, and so it's really hard to actually reference directions. Everything yeah, is relative, it's and it's so stupid. I don't know. I guess it has I, I to wish be that there way, should. But... I mean, they should have like a dotted line that is like the north-south right. divide or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's, there is a lot wrong with this game. Oh, uh, I yeah, have I a would, new hire ready. I, I wonder who I, who I should hire. Has your queen arrived yet? You can't hire while your queen's in transit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? It says I can hire now. Uh, Try. Oh, nope. I can't. Yeah, it's just, just yeah, random interactions. You never know. Yeah, this I, like this game hasn't been patched in a year. Um, I think it's been done some compatibility patching, no. but that's it. Um, they they basically moved on as a team. Um, but I would love like I actually I am the the fucked up person who likes this, and I would like to see like either a balance update or a version two. Um, but. Yeah, I I just am kind of overwhelmed. You know, the last update they did actually was a balance patch in direct response to a game that was played by some game journalists. Oh, wow. Um, are you familiar with the unit, the King? Uh, yes, Navy has one of those right now. Mm-hmm. So basically, for the listener, the way the King works is that it drains your shields on most of your outposts, except for the one the King's at has twenty more. 
And then every time you get in a fight, on a 3 to 1 ratio, you just erase their unit. So if you have 30 soldiers attack 10, the 10 will be erased before the fight even starts. Yeah. Um, and Anywhere. Uh, it, like it, the yes. king doesn't have to be there. which is Right. It's a global presence. Yeah, um, and there was a game that some game journalists played where one of those journalists uh, stacked four kings. What? So if, if they had 30 attack 40, the 40 would be erased without a fight. That's insane. That's so yeah, the, the developers agreed. They were like, wait, that's too far. So kings no longer stack. Yeah. This game is a lot. Um, yeah, it's just, like, I, yeah, I'm, I definitely don't think I'll be playing I, I would really, rather play yeah. Risk. Like, I'd rather play online Risk with my friends. I'd, I'd love to play Risk Legacy. That'd be really fun. What is that? Uh, you're not familiar? Risk Legacy is like a variant of Risk where um, the board sort of persists between... Like, So, like, here's, here's an example of how Risk Legacy works, right? Mm-hmm. You're playing Risk and you want to attack the enemy's territory of Mongolia, let's say, right? Yeah. And you're like, I want to attack Mongolia, and I want to make this fight easier. So I'm going to use this like this ability I have, this limited use ability, to scar the land. And that's going to make there be a disadvantage for defenders there, right? Mm-hmm. And then next time you play the game, that is still there. Oh. So it's sort of like the board evolves as, as an after effect of the games that you've played. Because war, war destroys all. You know, it leaves scars, and huh. uh, I think that's I think that's kind of a cool idea. And I would be interested in playing. There are other legacy games that are coming out now by the mm-hmm. same d- designer, and I'd I'd love to play a legacy style game. I'd love to play a sort of board game style game with our friend group that is not so ever present and doesn't bring out your worst self like it brings out your worst self in two ways it brings out your worst self as in the worst version of your scheming evil mind Mm -hmm. and then it brings out the worst version of your emotions because you're just unhappy yep (laughs) like Uh, i haven't god when's the last time i played a game of risk maybe maybe eight seven years seven or eight years but like you know i i still have lots of hmm memorable memories of like when i was younger playing risk and just like making stupid alliances with people because you can and be like because you can screw somebody over you do and that feels mm-hmm. like what this is just you know amped up times 10 it's just like what if, you know wait it feels like the possibilities there. like what if we just screw this person over like what if we just pinch this person's borders in right here and like that's how you play the game and that's how you win the game yeah it's it's miserable it's it's there's there's the quote that i think of a lot which is do you want to have a bad time yep (laughs) shall we talk about dota a little bit i guess on this dota podcast this is the least dota we've ever talked about (laughs) on this podcast well speaking of dota podcast you know if you don't want to listen to us talk about not dota you can listen to uh kyle swindle melons right god i can't i forgot his name yes yeah kyle friedman and uh, I guess it's his his main podcast. He had Shiver on for uh, an episode of a little Dota content thing that he's doing. It's like everybody is creating new Dota stuff. All the pros are creating their own new Dota stuff. What are you trying to say, pros? Are, are we inadequate? Do we not talk about 
your drama enough these days? I don't know. I feel like they want they they were like, oh, it's a slow news. Like Kyle was like, it's a snow, slow news week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and didn't know that we were playing subterfuge and it would be fine. Yeah. Um, and was like, I got to create some news. This is going to be like the PPD podcast where it lasts like two episodes. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Shiver was on it as a guest. So that's good. You know, Shiver and Kyle talk. I listened to a few minutes. It seemed like it would be interesting. Yeah. And you know what? I like, I like, I like both of those people yeah. a lot. Yeah. And um, I would like to, you know, have more content with them. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, PPD short lived podcast. There was like, what was the episode was like PPD and uh, Christ. I can't remember right now, but there were, there were several episodes where I was, I like, I saw the guest and I was like, I don't, I don't know. And okay, I was like, day well, maybe nine they... was on them. So there day was, nine was good, but it was five, I think episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was also uh Bulba was the episode I was thinking of oh, yeah. where I was like, I was like, I'm sure Bulba is a fine person, but I'm not sure I'm going to be enjoying the banter between these two. And I was like, you know what? I'm prejudging. I'm going to listen to this episode. And I was like, wow, I hate this. Um, <laughs> doesn't seem like, you know, our scene Bulba and BBD shit. Yeah. Talking on a podcast. Bulba is very much a, a party guy and that's fine. <laughs> but have you listened to me talk ever? <laughs> Yep, so he had Bulba on, the next was Slacks, after that mm-hmm. was S4, and then OD Pixel, and then Day 9. And mm-hmm. that was it. Day 9 stuff was good, though. Because, yeah. you know, because Day 9's good at that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. No he's, surprise He's a, he's a pro talksman. Um, yeah, I mean, but... that's good. I Yeah, a lot of pros are doing these, even if it's just, you know, one-off stuff. It's, it's nice to have some content. I don't know. We've never really tried to get Dota figures on the podcast for interviews. And I've always thought about it, but like, what would we talk about? What should we talk about? Because I'm sure we could have, you know, some people on for an interview segment or something, but I don't have, I, besides food, we definitely have to ask them about a Jackie's Chow thing. Like, what mm-hmm. would we ask them about? I mean, like, I feel like it, it depends so much based on who we'd get, True. but like, I would definitely, I, I would want to, like, I know everyone says this, but I would want to ask the questions that people aren't asking, but not in the way that people, like, people usually say that, like, like, why don't you ask about their history with so-and-so? And that's like, <laughs> no, that's not, I'd be like, okay, like, give me your best idea for an Aghanim's upgrade for Riki. I'd like, I'd be, <laughs> you know, I, I'd want to do our unique brand of garbage, and I would want it to be a fun interview on both sides. I want yeah. this to be, like, because that's, I feel like that's our tone, is sort of like, just listen we're both idiots yeah and this is a safe space for idiots and if you're not an idiot but you're like what if i tried on the idiot hat for a bit come on our show and be a doofus for a while because anyone listening to this show knows that's what we do mm-hmm. yeah like i want to we should i should probably see if shiva wants to come on and i we can ask her more about the cheese for part of you know the, mm. i don't know mm. like i have certain you know it'd be fun to talk to lots of dota people I don't know if if any listeners are still listening after, you know, four, 40 minutes of bad phone game talk. What would you like to hear from, I don't know, pros, talent? Yeah, Ice I mean, like, I've, yeah, I've thought of, I've thought of inviting Slacks and Jackie at various times because those are, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the two most obvious ones. Sla- Slacks would, Slacks would, if anything, be disappointed <laughs> in how serious we are. Yeah. Um, and then I think Jackie would just kind of be 
disarmed by it all but willing to go along we'd have to like coax him on with like we'd have to research some anime stuff to make him feel at home or something i mean you just when we're pitching it we'll just be like uh so we have nick cease the purveyor of sleeves and six detmar host of oops all anime and he'd be like yeah okay <laughs> i'll clear my schedule yeah i mean ice yeah. frog keeps asking to come on but i just don't know what i'd ask him so i mean I, i'm worried that ice frog would hack in again Right, and it would be embarrassing and, to have you know have his brother hijacked his segment. We want to be professional. We do have to be professional. We um, have to be professional. It's it's our mandate mm-hmm. from the top. Yeah. Speaking of professional, it turns out there is still Dota two being played. Somebody just won the first minor, the Dream League season ten was just won by, I forgot the name of the team. Feel free to look them up while I continue talking. (laughs) But that means they've secured a spot to the Kuala Lumpur Major, which had a little bit of drama because Ninjas in Pajamas, PBD's, the name of PBD's current team, I don't know who the hell is on it. They had an issue with 33 because he's from Israel and um, where the hell are they? The Philippines? That's where Kuala Lumpur is, right? I know we uh, have Malaysia. Malaysia. Malaysia, yes. Sorry that and malaysia is one of the countries that doesn't recognize israel so there was like visa issues but if you have a single stand-in you lose 40 percent of your possible dpc points so ppd actually you know tweeted that he had complained to valve about this and apparently they did something so in this specific case they will not be have they will you know be running with just a single stand-in but they will not have a dpc point penalty applied which i think is the right move, obviously, in this case, but it's also an interesting issue. I think, yeah, so it's specifically, like, I mean, we've had visa issues before, right? Yeah. But, like, Malaysia doesn't get along with Israel. Like, this is, like, it's not just, like, oh, your your visa might be declined. It's, like, this is, like, a political situation. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I guess there are two things. One is that... I am surprised. I wonder if Peter has gotten a consultant or something because this is way more professional than I've come to expect from him. Right. Uh, there was there was a lot. It was very like tactful language of like we really we feel like this should this should happen, but like you know we understand that there's a problem. Like very very good language. Like thank thank you Peter for being a professional about this. I mean, I, um, I, is ninjas in pajamas a big org? I wonder yes. if they have people. Okay. Yes, they're, they're very big. Hopefully they have people dedicated for it. Uh-huh. I mean, they're they're one of those cross, like, they're huge in uh, CS. They made their name uh, in, like, CS 1.6. They're one of those. Jeez, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one of, they were, they were, they were one of the original dominators of, of 1.6. Yes. I so mean, the, they've been around the resolution to this is a tweet, no penalty confirmed, and then four of the, like, well, I, if I hover over it with my mouse, it's an emoji that is person raising both hands in celebration. That is literally what this emoji is called on my computer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that seems like that is from PPT. Yeah. Well, and, you know, hey, if if it's like. If, if what this means is that Peter has someone who's being like, hey. Like if you're gonna tweet for the team, I gotta look at it first. That's good. Also, on the, the other neat thing is that for 33, 
Um, a tweet from 33. On the bright side, I just moved into a new apartment and will be using this time as a well-needed break to settle into the new place. We'll also try casting some of the games. That I mean, obviously, that's not as good as getting to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But it is nice that, like, there, that is kind of a bright side. It is nice to not have to immediately scramble after moving to a new apartment. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will tune in to hear this player do casting on their own team that sounds really interesting it, yeah like hmm. i wonder if they'll have certain insights or if they can't reveal too much 39 minutes ago a dota 2 blog the kuala lumpur major the new season of the dpc is now in a way of uh they round out a field of 16 competitors qualified from six regions who all seek to start the year off strong when the kuala lumpur major kicks off on friday november 9th at 10 a.m malaysia time with a million bucks up for grabs and 15k dpc points on the line once the next major champion is crowned the 7.20 gameplay update will be released the following day on monday november 19th Literally after we started recording this time, they released, you know, some news. They they haven't done that to us in a while. They kept releasing patches for a while. It has been a while since they, but it, you, know, you know, it's nostalgic. It's huh. So well, yeah. I I want to <laughs> see that. I would like to. I would I would like a new patch. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks. Two weeks. Two okay. Weeks. Wait, wait. When did you say the twelfth? Monday, November nineteenth. November 9th, okay, okay, I might, okay, so so Tuesday the 13th is when Hitman 2 comes out. Uh-oh. I might have started weaning off it by, the, like, <laughs> enough to play some Dota. Yeah, but suck yourself away. There's a, the, one of the first levels in New Hitman is, like, your target is a scientist who's, like, researching kill androids, and you can input his biometric data and have his own androids kill him. That's sick! <laughs> this is the same person who, yeah... You fucking are... did the gift toggling. I am the scumbag. You are <laughs> it's true. the hitman. Love to hit those men. Yeah. So that's our breaking news. There. I, I was scrolling yeah. through Wickram's Twitter because he posted another uh, thing, and uh, yeah, and I just saw that. So. I am glad you. I am glad you weren't able to sit still. Two hours ago, Eternal Envy, ten retweets, seventy-seven likes. What's a good anime pickup line? Uh, Fred Magana714 replies, Kawaii in the streets, Senpai in the sheets. Um, 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 there's literally nothing else even acceptable here. Get in the robot, Shinji. <laughs> oh my God. Just try it and see what happens. It's fine. Um, I probably just must not get a bunch of these. There's a lot of Amaiwamo Shinderu, but you know. Sure. Something clever about Dragon Balls. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. I thought that would be more promising. I just, I got to close this feed here. You were assuming that followers of Jackie Mao on Twitter would have good pickup lines. That was your assumption. <sighs> Boy, I just I want to confirm that I'm understanding what you thought was going to be good. Subterfuge content. has just destroyed my mind. Okay. Wait a minute. His Twitter name is Eternal Envy 1991. I'm two years older than Eternal Envy. That's not like surprising, but just having it hit like that. Wow, I didn't know you you didn't realize this. Yeah. Uh, it's strange. I he's you know he doesn't seem to have an age to me. He seems immature in his own special ways, right? But he doesn't also seem young. Definitely not a youthful individual. 
Yeah. He seems he seems like he's been through the shit and he he's has. come out and an, like anime was the, the only thing keeping him safe. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I was on Twitter is because Wickram, in addition to announcing 7.20, announced the Chongjing major, which will be uh, hopefully said by Emma here, because that is the link I was withholding from six in our show notes. Um, it's the Chongjing major in China will be January 19th to the 27th, and it's hosted by Starladder. So, news. New, new news. major. New major. Major player. Two months. Two months between the major happening this weekend and that one. Yep. Is that going to be enough time for people to figure out 7.20? Probably because they've been on 7.19 for like a year. <laughs> Depends how much they change, but also it is the holiday time. Who knows which people will be having time to play or not. Lots of fun, you know? Do you think... Do you think we could get Eternal... I know it would be hard to get him on the show just yet, but we got to start small. Mm-hmm. And can you think we could get a clip... We could ask Eternal Envy to say for our par- podcast, Merry Christmas, you sons of bitches. <laughs> and just, you know, for our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. That would be good. That would be good. Uh, Arian, so you, I think I said last time on the podcast, uh, we like Dota host Arian was at the Hamburg major. Major? Right. ESL yes. 1 Hamburg. Was not a major. ESL 1 Hamburg. Uh, he was it was a there. major deal. It was a big deal, people. Uh, he got a bunch of interviews with people. He just barely was not able to talk to Eternal Envy. They were too busy, unfortunately. Mm. So our dreams for, for the moment have been shattered to get Jackie's input at least on jackie's chow but we're gonna keep trying santa can you tp top drop your bag drop your bag drop your bag we do not have room we do not have room but we do have room to talk about pizza hut breakfast Nick, I feel like on this podcast, Mm -hmm. in this house, I am the foremost expert on chain food garbage, and yet you have managed to surprise me here. I'm excited to hear what you have. I don't know what this is. Oh. Hmm. Well, I am sorry, because it's not actually exciting. (laughs) Um, so I think a year ago, Slacks is often at Starletter, right? They got him Pizza Hut for breakfast. Okay. And so this year he was expecting a Pizza Hut breakfast, and it never came. And so it became a meat. I, th- I believe, are they in Sweden? I want to say. I do not know. Neither do you. I think they're <sighs> somewhere... And maybe Pizza Huts have breakfast there, but I don't think so. I think it's just that Slacks wanted Pizza Hut for breakfast, which I feel like is the more funny of the two options, even if it's less likely to be true. And so it was a it was a big meme for uh, for Slacks. He he was tweeting he was very upset that he did not get his Pizza Hut breakfast. And then on stream live, 
finally, a they have somebody dressed in a panda suit for truly unknown reasons we will never be able to comprehend. And on stream, just randomly in the middle of a segment, this sad panda walks out with a Pizza Hut box. And Slacks is over the moon. And then they open up the Pizza Hut box, and it's nine neatly arranged, like, McDonald's regular hamburgers just like a single <laughs> cheeseburger just the skinny cheeseburger it's just nine of them packed so like it had weight to it the box and then slacks like opened it up to show the camera and then he took a look and his soul was crushed <laughs> and that was the best moment oh, that's yeah. very powerful so that um, is that's where the meme of pizza hut breakfast came from and so you know it's okay. shiver fogged somebody else uh in slacks you know they all said well slacks was very sad and he ate his his cheeseburger everybody else was just enjoying i guess breakfast who knows what time it was but yes you know the uh the dream league it was pretty good i'm i'm a little disappointed that there's not uh like a breaking you know it was it was really fun back when taco bell was like hey we're getting into breakfast and you got to find out all their stupid fucking ideas uh the waffle taco and shit um Mm -hmm. Well, the thing was, is, when I, I Google Pizza Hut breakfast, I think it's a thing in Australia, at least. In Singapore, it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Singapore has a lot of good stuff. I had a friend from Singapore the, the last little bit of my college, and they talked about a lot of interesting things they had. Huh. Also, lots of so, you know social, political issues, like any other country, but you know. Yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> the, that good stuff. But it's all made better by Pizza Hut breakfast. Well, but the thing is, you know, this we're in Jackie's chow here. What do you imagine and what would you like a Pizza Hut breakfast to be? Because I don't actually have a Pizza Hut close to me anymore. There used to be one. Uh It was like probably the closest restaurant to me. It's like 10 minutes away. And then it closed. It's been there my entire childhood. And then I came back one day to this area and and it's closed. Gosh. Um so, no. I feel like the thing that that is hard to imagine, like no one does eggs in a basket. None of the really? um, none of the like fast foody places do like the bread with the egg baked into it, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is a niche waiting to be filled. The thing is, I'm not seeing how. You know what? Actually, okay. You do like a, a like a like even smaller than a personal pan pizza. You do like a really mini like pizza style like circular piece of toast mm-hmm. with an egg and a basket baked into it, and then on top you have tomato sauce and cheese. So you keep saying baked into it. Do you really mean right. baked? No, I don't. I mean okay. like fried into it. Okay, I was gonna say because like I could imagine a a bread that has an egg baked into it. It doesn't seem as good as. What I would call eggs in a house, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, there are I lots of different names for yeah. it. Yeah. Write in to at Bottlecrow on Twitter with your name for a fried egg put into a hole in a piece of like white toast. I feel like that would be good. Just make it out of pizza dough. Like I think that's a good thing. And then you could put your tomato, like you said, your tomato, some cheese, sausage. I don't know. Like sausage, hash yeah, sausage would work. So here's here's the problem, right? Mm. Um, if you make it out of pizza dough, Pizza Hut's dough sucks shit. Really? You're, they have you are right, the actually. worst pizza crust of any of the chains. Yeah. 
um, if you made like a slice of bread out of that, I would not eat it. <laughs> it's fair. That's more than fair, actually. I was—I don't know—I was thinking of a good pizza dough. It's probably my problem. Like yeah. it'd be, it'd no, be easy mistake. Basically, to make. a chewier eggs in a house. Mm-hmm. So I think you do that. I think um, I think you can do the tomato, the cheese. I think sausage can be optional. I think hash browns is going a little bit too far. You got to do the hash browns on the side. I don't. I feel like there's got to be some way to integrate that. A potato I mean, there element. is. Like it's a, just a like home I, fry. Home it's fry not topic. that you're wrong. It's just I feel like at a certain point you're having too many ingredients, and the flavor would be really confused. That's fair. Because you already have bread and egg and tomato and cheese and sausage. That's a lot. That is. Hmm. I don't know. You could mix and match. I don't. You're right. A potato dough? No, but you don't want to have pizza and make a new dough. No, they can't no, handle one dough. Like, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, probably they'd want to do something with stuffed. You could do a stuffed crust bagel. A stuffed. It sounds good, but I'm I'm still trying to imagine. I mean, it's just a bagel where you hollow out the middle and fill it with cheese and probably bacon. I mean, like, listen, let's not try and get... Pizza Hut, we know your limits. We're not going to try and do anything too hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Pizza Hut breakfast. Get it, what get would it you, in okay. what, what would you want? Do you I have think... any, like, like any... Hmm. Uh, here, here's, here's the challenge for I you. I do. Okay. Come up with a spin on the cinnamon roll. How do you spin a cinnamon roll? It's already spun, you idiot. Reginald? Well, then you spin it like cotton candy. Oh. That's... So you get like uh, you just cinnamon get like roll a, cotton a candy. <laughs> well, that sounds fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so sort of like have it like cinnamon-flavored cotton candy, and mm-hmm. then you drizzle the icing over it. You can't drizzle anything over cotton candy. Shh. It dissolves. It's it just like, works if you believe. <laughs> believe in the cotton candy. It's then it's just like a, a a bunch of melted stringed sugar and icing in your hand. It's just like you know full on. It's like a party lady. of your mouth that everyone's plop. invited. It's just plop onto your hands, and that's your pizza hot breakfast. And just you could probably do a cinnamon bun pizza. You could. I think I've had that, or like some hmm. variant of that. I bet they do a dessert pizza that's kind of like that. And then my aunt one time made like a dessert pizza that was, I guess not cinnamon roll, but it was like a pizza dough with brown sugar, honey, cinnamon, and like spices put on it, and then like bananas baked onto it. And that was really good. Hmm. That does so sound you could, good. You could do something like that. That would be good. But also, I had an idea a waffle pizza six. It's perfect. You could have huh. one, so you, you know, like a regular pizza oven. You'd cook it in the pizza oven, except you'd have to have a mold, right? So, like, right. maybe one side could even be flat. That would be fine. And you just pour batter into it, right? And then you send the whole thing through the pizza oven. So it only takes a few minutes, like a minute or two, right? Those things are fast. Commercial pizza ovens, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you, you plop it out. And then, I don't know, you could put whatever on it. You can make it like a dessert thing. You can make it more savory. Bacon, ev- bacon is stupidly crazy liked in you know American food. Just put bacon on it. You could put like eggs as the topping. I don't know. Nick, no Hawaiian waffle pizza. Oh, go die! Die. <laughs> <laughs> that does, that probably good. would work though. 
I don't think you want tomato sauce on the waffle pizza. Though. I was trying to find a way that you could get a tomato element there, but I just don't think you should. No. No. Red maple syrup? That sounds nasty. Oh, red gravy. Oh, gravy. Biscuits and gravy. How have we talked about that recently? That should, that's Pizza Hut breakfast. So you do the waffle thing, right? And then you just put gravy and cheese and bacon and sausage on it. Mm. Or how about this? Breakfast personal pan pizza. You get a personal pan pizza. You could get like cheese or pepperoni or sausage. And then you just pour white gravy on it. Oh, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> Be still my slightly beating heart. My clogged heart. And it comes It comes with a few packets of maple syrup just in case you really want to oh, get yeah. crazy. I mean, you got to get it on. <laughs> what about this? Okay. What if, you know, you have Pizza Hut the night before, right? And you, you don't finish it all. So you put it in the fridge and you wrap it in like aluminum foil or something. Maybe not. Maybe just put the entire box into your fridge somehow. And then right. in the morning you wake up and you don't even reheat the pizza. You just kind of like take it out of the fridge and you eat it. Even though you just ate pizza like 10 hours ago. Okay. And the spin is... And then you, you know, I don't know, you open up an alcoholic beverage and you just drink away your sadness. <laughs> You know, I bet, actually, if Pizza Hut was like, you know, if you went through, like, Pizza Hut, because there are people who like cold pizza better. I like cold pizza better a lot of the time. What if, what if for breakfast you could go through Pizza Hut, like, drive through and they were like, would you like a slice of cold pizza? Actually, I know Pizza Hut doesn't have drive throughs but if they just had to drive through for, like, a slice of cold pizza and a coffee, I'd do that. I think I think it would actually do well. I yeah, like I don't know. It doesn't take a lot of infrastructure, right? You know, you don't no. have to open the main restaurant part, right? Just have a drive-through and just like you know, you could have it and be also, warm too. It's but. not like it's not like timing specific. It's like no. oh no, we made the we made the pizza too early. It's gonna get co- wait wait. <laughs> That's the point. Like you even made an extra pizza, just put it in the fridge. Cut it up in the morning, and then you sell cold pizza. <laughs> you get like you get like a customer driving through the drive-through, and like <laughs> Cook leans up the window, like, "Sorry, pizza's still hot. <laughs> Give us We're a still few cooling minutes. her down here." <laughs> That'd be great. Like I had like uh, mushrooms and tomato pizza, just like cheese, mushrooms, and tomato. I really like that. Mm-hmm. When it gets cold, mm-hmm. it's still pretty nice. It's really nice. It it's a different beast, cold pizza. I had cold pizza today. Wow, that's very brave so, of you. You know, it's 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 brave because I left it out for like eighteen hours. On <laughs> so the you had a lukewarm pizza. It was pretty cold. You had room temperature. You had whatever. How cold does it actually get there? California. Yeah. Um. Your area. I mean, like right now, weirdly not at all. Okay. Um. Like I think it was like eighty degrees today. It like eighty weird. degrees. Celsius? I could be making that up. Like, but it was okay. So yeah, the high today was eighty uh, Fahrenheit. That sounds horrible. It's a little too warm for November, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. But the other thing is because we're a desert, the heat just tanks overnight. Yeah, I guess you do have extremes there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, let's see. Up until next Wednesday, so tomorrow, 
so this week, like it's tomorrow's high in 65. The rest of the week, it's like 60s, 50s. Next week, high of 40s here. Cool. So, like, I could just yeah, leave our, my pizza outside, I guess. Yeah, our low. And then low, eat it in the morning. Our low is next Monday. It gets down to 47. But that's wow. like that's gonna be at like like 2 a.m. or something. It'll be a freeze. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of the weird like. It's a weird sort of alarm I used to use when it was like when I had something to do in the middle of the night. Better than setting an alarm was just leaving my door open, my outside door. Oh, yeah. Because it's like it's sort of a nice breeze when you go to sleep. But then by like by like <laughs> 1 a.m., it's so fucking cold. <laughs> you wake up for sure. I have a electric blanket. I didn't use one until like somebody got me one as a gift or like someone i knew used one i think yeah and then i got one as a gift electric blankets are amazing like i mm. would i would love if, and and i do like just sleep in a room that's maybe 50 degrees 60 degrees and then just have the electric blanket on it's mm. amazing highly recommend. i like yeah I, I haven't messed with electric blankets especially not out here god yeah. um but like i have to have a blanket just me for too. like i can't fall asleep without the weight you know me too. It's very, yeah. str- very strange, annoying, mm-hmm. really. But truly, truly, because sometimes it's God like, no, it's it. too hot for this. But I, I need something. It's like it doesn't signal to your body that it's time to shut down until it is exactly wrapped up in an Amazon package. You know what? I should, I should have uh, cold pizza under an electric blanket with eternal envy. Well, I just got kinky all of a sudden. Hey, don't don't you sexualize this, my pizza. This... Keep keep your Hawaiian Thank devil you. pizza you know, over there. Nick, this is great because I was really having trouble coming up with a title for this episode. <laughs> don't so thank sexualize you. my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really liked your uh your title wait, no, two titles ago. And now I've forgotten it. You had a good title at at some point recently. Good job you. <laughs> Let me let me let me tell me it's, it's child's play to as a uh mm-hmm. surge heads out back no that can't be it that was fine uh funky king bar uh if you liked it then you should have put caffeine in it that was good uh, that was good oh, so, oh it was 105 somebody touched my spaghetti <laughs> that was a good one uh. God, I can't believe Eternal Envy microwaved. Now, we thought Eternal Envy might have microwaved and we heated some, <laughs> McDoubles. some McDonald's. Microwave some McDoubles. A, do- a Dota podcast, episode 104, talking about microwaving McDoubles. Man. <sighs> we run a good show around here. I'm, I'm proud we of really the work don't. we do. <laughs> and we after 115 minutes of recording... No, that's not how math works at all. God, 75 no. minutes of recording. Wow. I think I'm we tired. have to go into 115 now. No, I can't do it. I can't talk <laughs> no? unless we talk about subterfuge some more. And oh, people God, I'd upset. rather die. <laughs> Good news. Just, just let, <laughs> let me finish you off. Nick, I'm going to make an offer to you right here, right now. Okay. Stop fighting and I will end the game for you. <laughs> but it's, it's harder to let it all go. Just like, just give it up. Just, just turn everything what into gifts. I, I will end the game. What if it's I fine. give everything to Navy though? You know what? That would be a great way to pay reparations for what a dickhead you've been to them all game. What? I've just been defending you've been my such team. a shit. What? 
They didn't, Navy literally didn't attack anyone until you just started blitzing them. I, I didn't attack a single person the entire game. And my mama got scared, and that's how I became the, the first one prince place was her one mind. Chungos. It's well, like it's like saying mind. like I just took New York City and like the U.S. got all's attitude about it. Yeah, like, yeah. God, there are so many. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight specialist units within this like one area that I have to zoom way in on to see what happens. And all of this is happening like at different times. I might just give up here. There are too many units for me to deal with. I did not want to play Meepo in this turn-based game. Not really turn-based, constantly persistent game. And Nick, look at it this way. If you fight this out, I think I'll eventually win and we'll both be much more unhappy. I think. I could be wrong. Olive is your biggest rival, I think. No, like... Again, oh, no. since this is Looking coming out, that, since no. this is coming out later, Olive has. I've had to talk out Olive out of resigning already. Olive has given up. Yeah. Um. But if you resign now, there will always be that uncertainty. There will always be that. Yeah, but you would have lost that fight <sighs> since. And honestly, I mean, like, I feel like I feel like right now, I'm not going to lose this fight. But that's how I felt this morning, and Jesus, Nick. <laughs> I think I just, just don't want. End. I don't want to have this fight between our units. I just want to go farm the jungle. Okay, Nick. I might just we resign warded your jungle here. <laughs> no, they just warded my jungle. Bum bum bum. 